It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Just don't care. I can't take the smell. 
can't take the noise. Got no money to move on. I guess I got no choice. Rats in the front room, roaches in the back, junkies in the alley with the baseball bat. I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far. Cause a man with a tow truck possessed my car. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep going under. <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep going under. Standing on the front stoop, hanging out the window, watching all the cars go by, roaring as the breezes blow. A crazy lady living in a bag, eating out of garbage pails. Used to be a fag hag, searching as the tango, skipping life and tango. A certain heart to see the lost her senses. Down at the beach show, watching all the creeps, so she could tell the stories to the girls back home. She went to the city and got so 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 did it. She had to get a foot, she couldn't make it on her own. Don't push me, 'cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> Don't push me, 'cause I'm close to the edge. What's up, you guys? It is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. This is your Monday episode. I hope you guys had the best weekend ever. Uh, I uh, I have an allergic reaction on my face right now. It's always something with me, isn't it? It's always something. You'll hear a little bit more about that when we get into our Sophie. Uh, pop culture roundup, which I think we're going to get to. I don't think I'm going to do much talking here because I got all week with you guys and I'm sincerely itching my face completely off. I have to get new headshots and my beard is becoming so white in certain areas. And uh, so I, I had my beard dyed a little bit and I'm having a chemical reaction to the beard dye because of course. So now I've been scratching my face off for the last day. And I want to take Benadryl and go to bed because I'm at that age where you take Benadryl when you have itchies. <laughs> uh, I hope you guys, like I said, had a, a great weekend. Um, let's see. Uh, also, oh, wait, I, this was interesting. I, I finally decided to do something about this. I, I don't know if like you guys, if you had COVID like I did like over a year and a month ago, I still have not fully regained my sense of smell. And I have a good sense of humor about it. I don't need to smell that bad. But I would, I miss some smells and I smell new weird things that never existed. And I want to stop all of that. And it's been a year. So I put a thing on Instagram and I'm going to, I think, put something in my highlight reel of all the great answers I've gotten. But a lot of things have been telling me to do smell uh, training. Like, so, like, so I got aromatherapy, like rosemary and peppermint and eucalyptus and it's like trying to retrain my nose how to smell things what a bizarre world we live in if you guys had anything like this happen to you please let me know if you found anything that worked i remember i got my taste back like two weeks after i had covid some people can argue i've never had taste lol but i got it back by doing this like tiktok hack where you burn an orange on the grill and then you cut it you put like uh it was like brown sugar and this thing and you mix it all up and then you're supposed to eat it all and then an hour later you're supposed to taste like mustard and see if it worked and i shit you not guys it worked yeah also tiktok's a dangerous thing i just ordered this like i'm fully turning into a grandmother or something i ordered this little <laughs> little vacuum cleaner for crumbs 
like because I have like little beard hairs on the and and it's like this is supposed to it's like a little a little guy and you're it's supposed to like pick up crumbs and little hairs and like I would have laughed at somebody that would have ever been fixated or fascinated with that product and then it was like eighteen bucks on Amazon and I was like you've earned this like and I'm kind of really excited about it coming and I also bought magnesium pills because TikTok told me to because it said it would help you have a better sleep I literally am the thing that I make fun of it is so weird to get older folks um oh also I had a conversation on the Patreon with Meditza where we had like a two-hour uh Real Housewives of Miami recap but like the first hour we just what we call shoot the shit because Meditza is one of my really good friends and has been for years and I was talking about uh, I was being very honest about, I, I told you guys this as well, was I went from Lexapro to Prozac recently through a psychiatrist uh, because I was getting, I you know, it was just, I was getting to a point where I was getting, I was getting depressed. I was able to work through, uh, you know, I was still able to do the podcast and stuff, but I, I didn't feel very good in uh, my life. And that could be for a variety of reasons, but if you have the means, if you have insurance, I figured why not? I was scared to do it. And I also thought I might possibly have ADHD because my concentration on this is okay, but it still takes so much for me to get things done anymore. And I had read an article that I was like, this makes a lot of sense to me. Maybe this is ADHD. And now I went to a psychiatrist is what you do because you want to do this in a safe way. And I told him all of this stuff and he didn't think I had ADHD, but you know, we're working together for a couple of months and he put me on Prozac. And it's been going okay. I had a couple bad days the first month where I just felt really low and very sad. It was just very sad. Um, And I tell this to all of you guys because it's nothing to be ashamed of. It is something that we can joke about and laugh about. And, you know, always, you know, I have you guys. I have friends. Like, you have me. You have friends. So always do something that is going to put your best foot forward, even though I can sometimes want to – you know, listen to the negative voice in my head or like say, oh, you don't need to, you know, you're never going to succeed or something, you know, just really low talking. And it doesn't have to be like that. We can try to make things better. And it's so hard to try. I get it. Believe me, I get it. Anything from working out, anything good that's going to help you is hard to do. I just, it's, that's just the, the reality of it. But we had this conversation and Medica was very blunt that I, she did not think I had ADHD. Now, Medica is like a sister to me. We talk all the time. We talk and we are very frank with each other and we'll have these conversations on the podcast, but we'll also have these conversations off the podcast. Now, we tease each other like brothers and sisters and I, I unfortunately, I did a, did a couple podcasts today. Uh, I did a great three-hour one about the real world over on a deep dive with Jamie Stein with Taria Faison and Jamie, and I think that'll be out this week. And that was great, but it was like three hours. It was really long, and then I had to do this with Sophie, and I didn't get to see. We had posted this two-hour Miami recap, but we had talked about this mental health things, and people thought, you know, because they love me, is that they thought Medita was being unfair or unkind to me in a certain way and not potentially listening. Um, I did not take any offense to it, but I was reading through these comments and it was it was wild. But that I just wanted to say um, to you guys that any uh, like th- that I'm pretty sure that all my friends love me and have my best interests at heart. And the friends that I don't believe are like that pretty much aren't my friends anymore. But also, I wanted to tell you guys is that 
you know, hearing somebody say that you don't have ADHD or something, it's, you know, learning about yourself is a process that I think is going to take my entire life. And I don't know if you guys feel that way about your own lives, but it's okay. It's kind of like a, a little adventure and, and you chip away each day. You get a little bit more, a little bit more. Sometimes you get a little bit less and then you get it. And hopefully you can carve out some kind of uh, decent life that you're proud of and you can have a, a basic, uh, understanding of happiness at some point. And I think that's what I'm trying to do. And so it is discouraging at times, but I have had the best conversations about mental health with you guys, with my friends. You know, there's been a time, times when I, years ago where I was scared to make any kind of step. And now I try to look at it as like this exploration and I am scared, but it's one of those things where, you know, if you do it the right way, if you do it the safe way, you can kind of see little improvements or things that aren't as great. And you just have to be honest with your licensed psychiatrist or, or anything. So I just wanted to share that story because I, I don't, you guys probably have this more figured out than I do, but if you don't, don't ever be worried about telling people how you're feeling. Don't ever be worried about telling your friends or a professional or your family or me, or anybody. Cause that, you know, the whole point is to like fucking rock it. You know, like we're, we want to have a good time. We want to be a Puka de Beppo together, partying our balls off in a very mentally healthy way. <laughs> so we've got to get there together. Uh, I always tell you guys these things because it makes it feel real for me if I tell you guys. So that's where I'm at in terms of my mental health because uh, we had just had this conversation on the Patreon and I felt that I should share that with you because I do get that question a lot of uh, times in my DMs about how I'm doing uh, and that is how I'm doing. And I also, I had said this on the Patreon, uh, but I had said, uh, Leah McSweeney, actually, wildly enough, she uh, follows me now, which is wild. You know how big of a crush I had her on her the first season. And I didn't really like her on the second season of New York, which is all right. We've got to, you know, it, it's, it's, we've got to, uh, it's got to be normal for, we got to normalize disliking housewives one season and then liking them the next. It's like pro wrestling, like I always say. But I had posted something about seeing a psychiatrist or something. And I tell you what, Leah McSweeney has checked in on me a couple of times. And that was like kind of mind-blowing to me because it was just like kind of a really caring human thing to do. And it wasn't something that I'd asked her to do. It wasn't something – it was just really uh, nice. And I thought that was that was cool. So I wanted to uh, – I think I actually tell that story in the – the podcast with Sophie today. You guys, that's the other thing. I talk so much now. Like if I'm either like guest star. Oh, I also, I guest starred on Di Diana Gebbia's podcast. Uh, you can find that uh, Diana Gebbia uh, on her Instagram or just type it in on uh, Spotify or Apple podcast. And we had the best time talking about all these shows that was on Friday, but sometimes I forget who I say things to who like, or if I, like I, I have this feeling constantly of like, where did I hear that? Or where did I say it? I don't know if I said it on my podcast. I don't know if I said it in my real life. It gets really confusing. So I apologize if I do tell the same story sometimes. It's just really hard to uh, catalog everything or every story or, or, you know, everything I've said on this thing. 
Uh, my Benadryl is kicking in, you guys, so I don't know if I'm even making sense anymore. I hope you guys <laughs> were with me on that one. Uh, once again, I thought we had a great week last week in terms of podcasting. Five solid episodes. Friday's Real Housewives of Orange County. I don't know if you guys even realized that came out, but that came out a couple hours later than it was supposed to um, because your boy forgot to hit publish. <laughs> on the page. So that was amazing. But that's out there if you need uh, my thoughts on And Just Like That and Real Housewives of Orange County, even though me and Sophie get into a lot of And Just Like That in this episode. But this goes all around, you guys. This delves into the Kanye Kim situation that happened this uh, weekend, which is so, so unfortunate. And it really, really angers me in a lot of ways. Um, and, uh, yeah. Oh, and guys, I watched Real Housewives of Salt Lake City tonight. If you haven't, you've got to see it. Next week is the final episode. Thank God I'm exhausted. But I keep thinking it's going to chill out. And this episode was just as intense. And there were scenes. There was this one scene, you guys, with Meredith, Mary, and Jenny sitting at a table and Zion waiting to go home. And they have this weird music behind it. And I shit you not, it's like a David Lynch movie. It's like Twin Peaks. It is so eerie. And Meredith is becoming like a full, it's like an old-time movie star, or it's weird. It's like a cross between Christopher Guest movies, who did like, you know, Waiting for Guffman, Best in Show. Like some of the cast is like that, but then some of the cast, like Meredith, is like full soap opera, and like she'll give a hard stare. There was one stare when she was having a stare down with Whitney, and I, I shit you not, I thought she was like looking at me through the TV screen and I got really nervous. Real, and Lisa Barlow, man, Lisa Barlow comes out like just screaming. Like, I don't even know if she knows what she's screaming about half the time, but she's like, ah, it really amazing. Stuff. And Mary, all of it, all of it. And also we go to Mary's church. Jen Shaw goes to Mary's church. I mean, here, listen, Mary Cosby might be considered a great preacher, but what I saw tonight, it's like a lot of screeching. I'm like, hey, it's like she doesn't have a strong preacher voice and I'm not trying to discriminate against women in any sort of way I've heard women preachers that are amazing but Mary's voice is just it's a little shrill on the ears do you guys feel that as way feel that as well I was just like okay well I'm not that impressed I really am not that impressed Glad I shared that with you guys. It makes it real when I share it with you guys. Uh, this week is going to be great, you guys. I uh, have a lot of great interviews coming up, a lot of fun stuff. I hope you are still with me uh, and enjoying this. Like anything, if you do enjoy it, bring your friends in on this jam, man. Let's get this going. Oh, also, I I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I think I'm going to be popping out up at a live podcast. Well, I'll tell you guys as soon as I can tell you. Um but thank you for supporting this. Let's keep this growing. Uh, and that's it. I'm getting a little uh, dizzy from the Benadryl. So we are going to go right into our Monday co-host, Sophie Ross, with our Pop Culture Roundup. Here she is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your Monday episode of So Bad It's Good. Uh, we are doing it all over again this week. We hope it is the best week for you ever. And we want to start your weekend or your week off right uh, we start it on Monday, as always, with the pop culture roundup. There is so much stuff going on in the world right now, especially in pop culture. We're going to cover it all today with some Bravo shows as well. And we do that with the genius, uh, the, you know, the, the, the madness and the genius of Sophie Ross. Sophie, welcome to the show. From the twisted mind. From the twisted mind. <laughs> From the twisted mind of the producer of. Of M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan's 
Wait, well, so actually yeah. I'm thinking about that because I was actually in a Philly suburb this weekend, um, just having a nice relaxing weekend with my boyfriend and his family. And M. Night Shyamalan is from their town and his house is like right there. And we drove past it. And I was recalling all of my M. Night Shyamalan moments that I love. <laughs> I still haven't seen that movie where you go to the beach and get old. Oh, yeah. Wait, we weren't even talking we're about I, I was talking about The Visit, which me and my friends called Grandma's House. The one where, <laughs> Yeah, because that one. Yeah, of course. That was a great one. And also Split was one of the scariest. I, Split was good. Yeah. But then there was one, the one with Mark Wahlberg that M. Night Shyamalan did called like The Changing. And it was about no, the, the happening. The, the happening. happening. And it was so, so you were, bad. Like, the changing. It was like, it was like so bad. It was like, the wind is angry. It's like, Earth is angry at us. And yeah, that so one and bad. and Lady in the Water. Oh yeah, Paul Giamatti and Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, I can't believe it's been like twenty plus years since that Sixth Sense movie came out that he like blew up on of like I see dead people and we. I didn't really think I'd be talking about M Night Shyamalan today, but he really has made a uh, a cottage industry of mediocre kind of Twilight Zone films now. He's like so hit or miss. He really is. And he does some TV show on Apple TV called The Servant, I think. Oh, it's on God. its like third season. Oh, God. It's probably freaking terrible. This is going to be a full hour of M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan highlights. I can't believe you don't have M. Night Shyamalan in your show notes today. M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, no, I do not. No, that was in. I was planning on doing that in March. You were going to um, do an M. Night Shyamalan recap this yeah. week. Also, Sophia, I got to point out to you real quick. And, and all the people at home can't see this. But I have to get new headshots soon. And I dyed my beard yesterday and I'm having yeah, a wait. I was gonna say you look different, but I I'm having I'm having well, I'm naked right now. I'm having an allergic reaction, and my face is so itchy and so red, and it is so dark, my beard. Cause I was like, it's like starting to get like super white, and it's like embarrassing. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll dye it a little bit, it'll be salt and pepper. And uh, and now it's like fully almost black but then the skin underneath the beard is fully red because i can't stop scratching the beard oh you have you been putting stuff on it no i've been putting my hands on it i've been scratching well stop doing that stop scratching and just slather moisturizer on it oh just i just i feel like i'm gonna peel my skin off i would do okay because i'm a i'm into skincare for those who don't know um (laughs) use a toner or a witch hazel which will kind of calm your pores and then slather on moisturizer okay but i Um, didn't know i was like wait why do you look different but i couldn't figure out what it was why is this why does this guy look insane your beard is black nuts oh so anyways um Oh, we're going to get the football portion of the show out of the way right now. I guess we are. There's a weekend between the Super Bowl and the game that the Bengals won last year, or last week. Uh, Sophie, are you going to come to Los Angeles for the Super Bowl? I am so sad. It's just like not going to work out. First of all, Super Bowl tickets, the cheapest ones are $7,000. Okay. Yeah. So. And. We, yeah, yeah. Not, I thought you were a Bengals fan. That's usually pocket change for me. I know. Um, but yeah, it's just like uh just such a it's just gonna be a schlep and just not gonna work out timing-wise, just because I have like so much 
So where where are you going to watch it from next week? Oh, we're just we're going to like a Super Bowl party in the city. But I'm really sad because it would have been even just not yeah. go to the game just to see you and see my friends that are out there and like celebrate with Bengals country. Do like a a tailgate I, with Bengals fans. Really wish you would let me know earlier. I paid seven thousand dollars for a ticket, and you're not even going to be there. You just got it for yourself and you're like, well, I thought, I thought you were taken care of. So I, got I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm like really annoyed about it because I got so excited that I was telling all of my LA friends. I was like, I'm going to come, I'm going to figure it out. And it's just like, not going to happen. But, but also you guys, she's still tweeting about it nonstop. She's like, she tweeted this thing about the Joe Burrow that she's in love with. She's like, it all started with a smile. It's smile, a picture of Joe. I'm like, smile. I, there's gotta be a restraining order. But isn't it funny that like, finally the rest of the world is catching on. Like I've been obsessed with Joe Burrow and I'm glad that people know that about me, that I'm not like a bandwagon Joe Burrow, like, you know, yeah. horny person. Like I've been horny for him. um so you guys will will you know will will wish we got a positive thoughts for the Bengals. i know this isn't a sports show but it's pop culture but i do want to talk about two two twenty two what does that mean to you kylie jenner's baby was born boom kylie jenner just announced 10 minutes ago via instagram that uh her baby her son has been birthed and uh two and by the way like two two twenty two if this is meant to be believed of course kylie would wait until two two twenty two i know right and also stormy's wasn't stormy's birthday like yesterday or it's maybe tomorrow it's like stormy's birthday is like right it was it was super bowl sunday that we got the that we got the pregnancy and then we she dropped that youtube video remember it was yeah. like that 20 minute YouTube video of like how she had hidden the pregnancy the whole time. Yeah, but that would have been interesting if if this baby had the same birthday as Stormy, like Mason and Rain do. But I hate to like, I mean, I hate that I even think that of like, of course, they probably had a meeting where they're like, Kylie, what day would you like to give birth? And she's like, yes, I love two like, two twenty two, And she's like, oh, they're like, okay, let's make that happen. But my, this is a part of a larger conversation here, folks. And I'm just going to this. I, I've thought about this so much this weekend and I I'm infuriated with myself because I shouldn't, should not be thinking about this man or this woman or anything. But my thought was like, did they release this photo to combat all the shit Kanye West has posted this weekend in regards to North and TikTok and Kim saying that Kanye put a hit out on Kim Kardashian. It has been a mess, which by the way, in the last two hours, Kanye has deleted all of those really horrible posts off of Instagram mm-hmm. that he has been put the last day and a half. So those are now gone. And then we get the Kylie photo and I hate just that it is the Kardashians. So you're like, Oh my God, it's Chris. Like we got, we got to move now. Kylie post it. Now we need good. Move we out, need move good. Out. Yeah. This is what we planned for folks. Go, go, go. But it is interesting also because it's the sixth that we're recording on right now. So it, the baby was born. It looks like it was a boy because she did a little. Yeah, she said it was a boy. Yeah. So that was four days ago. And you know what we talk about, about how people will post news on Fridays because it gets lost in the cycle of like the weekend. Yeah. It's a Sunday night. You know, this is the perfect time. Every outlet has the entire week to just obsess over this all week. So, yeah, it makes sense that she would do it on, you know, today. Well, congratulations, Kylie and Travis, and and uh, I'm sure this baby's going to have an amazing life. So congrats. Uh, but I do want to talk about, and I want to preface this with saying, 
I re-listened to the Life of Pablo album this weekend by Kanye West. And I want to say how beautiful that album is and how amazing and really sonically just beautiful, beautiful production really, really blew me away again. But I also want to say I am so fucking annoyed at Kanye West right now. And I have been for a long time. And I'm saying this also with full knowledge that Kim Kardashian is as annoying as hell too, but it's a different thing. Now, Kanye definitely has a leg to stand on in regards to he doesn't want North a, a nine-year-old girl to be on TikTok. That's a very that's a thing that you guys all deal with with your kids, right? It's it's, it's something very common. But at the same time, you guys, he's full of shit because truly what is very embarrassing is that North's own father has no clue how to use social media and is so damaging, not just to Kim, Mm -hmm. her mom, but to North. Kanye now in the last couple of years has let us know publicly that that North was almost aborted in his speech where he was ranting and crying, uh, which is, I would say, damaging more than any other thing could ever be damaging once North finds that out. But so it's been this, I mean, what is your, cause Kim posted on Saturday morning. What is your thoughts on all this before I read the actual stuff? Yeah. I'm glad that Kim finally said something. And because I feel like she's been kind of taking the high road in general with all of like Kanye shenanigans Um, but she finally said something and I'm glad, you know, she stood up for herself. And I think, you know, Kanye married into a family that is all about overexposure and, you know, keeping, keeping your name in the headlines and being entertainers, quote unquote, like, yes, North has been raised in that environment. That is the family that you married into Kanye. So I don't think it's that, you know, wild that she wants to experiment with TikTok. And like, I think it's way crazier, his social media, you know, behavior, obviously Listen, way more damaging than I, anything North has done. I got to say, like, I, I like uh, Kanye said in one Instagram post that he was dr- like he was asked to be drug tested after Chicago's birthday party a couple of weeks ago. The fact that I even know this much stuff about this family is so disconcerting. Yeah. The fact, But by the way, like I've said many times on this, by like if I saw Kanye's behavior um, I would want to drug test him as well. And right. I'm so like, just if kids were involved, I would, I mean, what are we supposed to, are we supposed to have North go and hang out with you and Julia Fox with your little, and her little friends with their little baby Birkins. You think if that's a great environment Birkins and like, like their little, like pleather outfits hanging out in a supply closet. Wait, Where are you at in the Julia Fox fandom this week? Cause last week you said you're digging her thing. Okay, wait, but also pause. I just want to say that I feel really, you know, my heart goes out to the West children because they are, you know, the biggest victims in this scenario. And I, you know, I feel sad that they have to go through all of this publicly and that they're going to see how would they possibly, how are they possibly going to be okay? Like, I mean, it's just like, it's already almost, it's already almost impossible to provide an environment when which Kanye was able to grow up in with his mom and which Kim was able to grow up kind of, I mean, they started around pretty early, but still we didn't all know about the Kardashians until Kim was like 14 or 15, I believe. And set except for Rob Kardashian, uh, Robert Kardashian, but but they didn't become famous until Kim, I think was like 27. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. I think it was a little, was it a little earlier than that? Cause she was yeah, Paris Hilton's. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. When she was Paris Hilton's like, she was like a socialite, like in the scene, but she wasn't, they didn't get their show. I think until Kim was 27, which obviously made them, you know, launch them into the stratosphere. I think it was around then. So yeah, Courtney, Courtney and Kim more than anyone grew up for the most part with like semi-normal childhoods probably. But um, yeah, it's just but these kids have this up. the deck stacked against them at this point exactly. because it's you know up. and listen you can you can badmouth Kim all day I totally get it but I will say Kim at least from my outside perspective seems like a at least trying to be somewhat of a stable parent at least trying to like say you know I'm going to read you uh, Kim's statement after so Kanye wrote. On Friday, I think, since this is my first divorce, I need to know what I should do about my daughter being put on TikTok against my will. He captioned the post and put that on Instagram. So Kanye's new Twitter is Instagram, where he used to tweet all the time. It's like he's really warming up to Instagram all of a sudden. So this is Kim's uh, statement back. Kanye's constant attacks on me in interviews and on social media is actually more hurtful than any TikTok North might create. As the parent who is the main provider and caregiver for our children, I am doing my best to protect our daughter while also allowing her to express her creativity in the medium that she wishes with adult supervision because it brings her happiness. Divorce is difficult enough on our children and Kanye's obsession with trying to control and manipulate our situation so negatively and publicly is only causing further pain for all. From the beginning, I have wanted nothing but a healthy and supportive co-parenting relationship because it is what is best for our children and it saddens me that Kanye continues to make it impossible every step of the way. I wish to handle all matters regarding our children privately and hopefully he can finally respond to the third attorney he has had in this last year to resolve any issues amicably. Yeah, it's pretty, so it's pretty, it's a pretty well-written statement. I think, yeah, I, mean, I think it was very, you know, it got the point. And like I said, like, I agree with her that Kanye's behavior on social media is way worse than anything, you know, North is doing like, what, why does he think that he can like, that he's the arbiter of like, what is okay to do on social media or what is okay to do when it comes to parenting? Like, I just think it's ridiculous. And he's been, yeah, exactly. Traipsing around with Julia Fox and co. Which so. is like his, his lifestyle is erratic. I mean, what he wants, like right. we've known Kanye is one of those guys that just burns himself out. He's traveling nonstop from country to country in the last three weeks. He's been everywhere. And then like, I get that he wants to love his kids, but from what I've heard, I mean, and like I said, every take everything with a grain of salt. He is a wildly inconsistent parent. He is a wildly inconsistent parent. And he seems like he has these meltdowns on this kind of global platform, which I sympathize because he keeps saying, oh, you know, he's up against the Kardashian machine, but Kanye is his own machine. And it just is starting to ring so false in my eyes, because if you're trying to protect the kids, you're doing something that is so not protective of the kids. And anyway, it's like his own damn ego is the thing that's hurt. Not. And by the way, I see North's TikToks. They're fine. They're not. I mean, you can tell Nick, you can tell North loves to do this. And guess what? She's Kanye's daughter. Of course, she loves to do something creative. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I like what Kim said. Like, I let my nine year old daughter express her creativity via the medium that she chooses. Like, 
what is, what is wrong with that? But it's no. a hard issue because every, I mean, I get it. I, my niece and nephew are not allowed on Instagram or so. And I get, I get that. I get that. I get that. But also. she's a I different also, kind of child. But... She's a different child as well. Yeah. So you've got to like make some allowances. And I do think there are outlets for kids. And if you do want to bring divorce into it, I mean, I do think this helps in those situations, especially when like her dad, like if North wanted her dad, her dad's in like 80 different places at once. Right. I, I mean, I think watching, like if, if North got to actually be on the computer and see her dad traipsing away, giving out little baby Birkins to Julia Fox's friends, I can't imagine that would create a, like, cause North thinks of Kanye as her dad, not of like a musical genius. Right. And I mean, I think Kim also, you know, I like that she also said with adult supervision, like it's, that's important. You know, yeah. like I, I trust that Kim is, you know, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't trust Kim with a lot of things, but I do <laughs> trust her as a mom. Yes, I do too. I and so, yeah, I absolutely think that Kanye is in the wrong here. But I just find it so like guys, at the end of the day, this is really, truly what I think it's if Kim was not dating Pete Davidson, you wouldn't be seeing this play out like this. Like, I truly think this is what got Kanye's goat. Like, he can't drop it. it We've was seen the straw that broke the. Well, he fixates back. on it. Yeah, exactly. He fixates on this, you guys. He fixates. And I, I don't even, I'm not even talking about mental illness here. I'm not talking about mental health. I mean, like, Kanye's decided to do what Kanye does. But what I'm saying is that this is now you kind of got to divorce yourself from like worry about Kanye is like, this is not good for the mental health of his family and his children. Right. And it's got to be really he's not just harming himself. He's harming, you know, his children. Well, I thought about, fear. I thought this so much is like, you see Kanye and these, like, you, you know, he's documented so much of his life. You see it with all of these yes people around him. Like Kanye, you a genius. Oh my God, you a genius. And then we have people like Candace Owens going like, Kanye, I agree with you on this TikTok issue. Kim is very much in the wrong here. And it's like, he has so many yes people around him that it scares me that I don't know if Kanye ever realizes that he's wrong. Like that's a dangerous oh. place to live at. Right. I mean, yeah, like he definitely doesn't think he's ever wrong. Obviously not. Like that is, you know, Kanye is probably one of the most prominent examples of like a classic narcissist that we have in yeah. our society right now. He has a, a God complex. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, no, he's never wrong. Obviously, one of, one of his songs is "I Am a God." You know, yeah, and he that's literally it. thinks he's a god. Like he has a God complex more than anyone we've seen. So yeah, he is I never do. wrong in his eyes. I mean, this is, I know this is like- And that would be an exhausting person to be married to. Oh, that's, I mean, that, oh, Sylvie, that's so great. Because that's exactly what I was thinking of. Like, guys, everybody wonders, like, I bet Kim really does fucking love to be with Pete Davidson because he's still kind of famous. And it's like way chiller than Kanye. Like Kanye's that person that's like, you're trying to fall asleep at four in the morning and he keeps talking. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I can't even imagine. And I know, I think Kim and Kanye lived in separate houses. At the end yes. Of yeah. That is true. Yes. For a while. Yeah. So like, yeah, I would move out too. When I think that must be very attractive to have the thought of Kim is, and Kim doesn't have to be, but Kim is not at Kanye's level in terms of artistry. Kim is a great businesswoman. She works really hard, but it's just different. So 
of course, Kim does not want Kanye any longer. Like, I mean, like, and why would you at this point ever? And I think Kanye thinks of it as some kind of these grand terms of star cross love. But at the same time, it's basically his bruised ego because he can't get her back. And some things you cannot change, you know? Right, right. Yeah. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure his ego is bruised. But also, damn me for even still caring about this shit. It's just so frustrating. I know. I know. It's always something. I mean, you can hear it in my voice. I'm like just exhausted by them. Yeah, they're they're exhausting. And now we're it's like we're getting like the emotional baggage. Like they're like trauma dumping on us. Yeah, like like, trauma. Well, it's like I'm sitting there on my toilet worrying about Kanye. What about Ryan? You're I, trying I, my, to take a dump and you're getting trauma dumped yeah, on. You're giving me stomach problems. My face is on fire from this damn beard dye right. and I have to worry. <laughs> well, trigger warning though, too, is that like in my head, I'm like, eventually, if Kanye doesn't find a way to live with himself, it is going to eventually get to a self-harm place. I truly believe this because how can you think you are this important and just with proven mental episodes that he has i just get really scared that he does not have that stability anywhere in his life and and then today you guys on the instagram post today he brings up how his mom his mom kept him from his father and this narrative of men men being bad fathers of like he's really going for the uh men are you know men are hurt out there you guys you know women have hurt men and kept men down for ages but i'm like what the fuck, man? You're naming your album Donda and it's all about your mom. And now like this is you're going to paint. You're going to shit stain her legacy all of a sudden in an Instagram right, post. Right, right. It makes no sense. Absolutely no sense. Uh, guys, Rihanna's pregnant. That's good news, right? Oh, yeah, that too. Won't someone think of the men out there? That's I mean, it is so funny of like, finally, because, you know, half of the idiots out there are like, yeah, I'm a man. Thank yeah, exactly. you, Kanye. Thank- yeah. There is a conversation to be had about the way that, you know, m- like some fathers don't get the same rights that mothers do, but that does not apply here. But anyway, on to Rihanna. Yes, Rihanna is pregnant. I'm so, uh, we had been hearing this for a while. Oh, I've been praying. I've been praying for it nonstop and for the last year. On it. I know. I'm so, that is going to be like the most stunning child to ever exist. But I also thought of it it was just nice to have like that. We all kind of agree on this, that we were all gen. I think we were all happy. It's like with any kind of pop culture thing lately, you have for and against. And I don't think I didn't really hear anybody like, fuck Rihanna. You know know what it is about Rihanna? She is so easy to love and to root for because not only is she like super talented, such a smart businesswoman, so successful, even though she didn't come from very much. She is also like philanthropic and just is apparently the kindest, kindest person in real life. No one I've never I know that we've may have talked about this before where you may have heard like a bad story or two about her. I have like never heard a bad story about Rihanna or people meeting Rihanna ever. Like she is apparently the sweetest person in real life. Listen, so, she yeah. watches all the Bravo shows we love. Yeah, she watches all the Bravo shows. She, she follows she follows weed. the Bravo stars. We I wanted love. to like smoke weed and watch Bravo with Rihanna. 
Yeah, that's what I, I mean. Here's the deal, you guys. If I ever got to interview Rihanna, I'm not going to ask her about her music. I'm going to ask her about like Real Houses of Salt Lake. And she I follows, mean, yeah, and she follows Mary. She follows Danielle from Summer House. I want to know like the method to her madness of like she only chooses like some to follow. Yes. Like, I, I want to get into that with her. No, because she feels like I love it when I like the same housewives that Rihanna likes. It makes me feel good about myself. Yeah. Which yeah. says more about me than you need. Um, but she loves Leah. I know. Which is, which is, you know, that's kind of a knock on Rihanna, but I'll look <laughs> well, at it. Leah McSweeney's new book, Chaos Theory, comes out soon. And uh, I will say this for Leah. I said this on the Patreon. I'll say this here. Leah followed me over Christmas. And I will say I talked a couple things. I think I mentioned something about I switched SSRI from... Uh, uh, Lexapro to Prozac and Leah reached out to me about that and just checking in. And then she checked in on me a couple of weeks later. So, that is so sweet. And I will say, I love, you guys know, I love Leah in the first season, D- did not like her on the second season at all, but I will say that shocked me. And I will say any, and by the way, it, it, so many of you guys are so nice to me in regards to all of that stuff, but I was kind of blown away that she even remembered to ask that is so sweet. And as someone who is on SSRIs also, I love the conversations around them. I love destigmatizing them. There's nothing wrong with ta- taking SSRIs. Oh, I mean, no, totally. And I, I mean, the goal is to have, uh, the goal is to be able to help yourself in life so you can actually live a full life, you know? And these are those things that kind of give yeah. you an added edge potentially. And and sometimes it's really rough uh, either coming off of something or trying to get yourself onto something and recognizing how your body or your brain feels. And it's really scary as you get older because you really you want to feel good. That's the reason why you try any of these things because you do care about yourself in some way, which is not bad to ever admit. It's like the gym. You go to the gym, everybody wants to make their body look good. Why don't we make our minds look somewhat good, you know? Right. And um, yeah, I mean, some of us just have like a baseline level of anxiety that's higher than most. I am an anxious person. Um, I come from a family of very anxious people. I think that Jewish anxiety is a very, (laughs) it's a very real stereotype. It's real. And yeah, my SSRIs just help me function and be like, I'm on Effexor slash Venlafaxine, which I love. I've been on it for years. And yeah, it just helps me function and be like a more relaxed, chill, less anxious person. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I think for me, it was like once my divorce happened and my separation, it was just, I I would, my mind always kind of goes towards the negative or the glass half empty kind of vibe. And with the the divorce, especially it just got overwhelming and that I couldn't break my mind of like thought patterns. So like one thought could take me down because I would spin out on the one thought like a wheel. And I remember starting Lexapro for the first time. It really helped break up that thought pattern where I'd still have the negative thought, but I wouldn't spin out on it for a long time. And that was such a difference for me in that time period. Um, But anyways, do you think it's all right if I ask Leah for a nude now? Like if she's like, how's that Prozac going? Like, cool. Do you have a nude I could have? Didn't you guys? No, you didn't match with her. You matched with Brandy. Brandy Glanville. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Correct. Correct. Which speaking of love, Lala Kent is trying to find love again. I don't know if you read this. Lala Kent says she is dating a man built like Superman. And I was pointed out the gentleman that we think it is. And he, he rides motorcycles and he, he really is. He looks like twice the size as Randall, but like all muscle. Like the guy has a very distinct chin. He has a chin. So that's huge. 
send it to me, please? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Send it to me. Send it. Okay. Um, um, wait, she is brand new. Yes, she? she's brand new. But like, it is so funny to think because she's like talking about having sex again and, and things like ew, that. Uh, ew. But also just the fact of like, and no offense to Randall. I'm sure Randall lays it down in the bedroom. But yeah, um, sure. but can you, I mean, just like, you see a picture of this guy and you're like, damn, like that is going to be, it's just got to be apples and oranges. Okay. Yeah. I, I got to see this dude. Okay, but I, did, I did see that she was like alluding to the fact that she had some new man. But yeah, I guess. But like, I don't want to sit there and think about Rand, what, what her, Randall I does. Guess. Yeah, good for her, I guess. Randall. You want to get popped? You want to get. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, Summer House this week. What did you think of Summer House? Um, Wait, what happened on? Oh, Craig. <gasps> yes, yeah, so oh, Craig, we got the Craig, Craig gaslighting page. A freaking douche. That's what I've been saying about these Southern Charm dudes. Get them off my screen. They suck. But see, most people love Craig. I even loved Craig until but I was people, like, after this episode, people are like, wait, Craig is the same piece of shit, gaslighting piece of shit. He has been on Southern Charm. But Three. isn't it funny though? Like, I, and I, 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 I don't, I really, I kind of do like Paige in the sense that she makes me laugh, but I will say for somebody that's like girl boss, all this stuff, we saw really quickly who wears the pants in that relationship. Oh, Did you I'm see how sure. quick Paige ran? Like after the girls are like, he just gaslit you within an inch of his life. She's like, I know. And then she's like, Craig. And she runs to him. She runs to Craig. And also like, I feel like the fact that he hooked up with Kristen Cavallari was probably like a, a turn on for Paige. Like she probably liked that. Well, she, I mean, imagine it. I mean, Paige probably grew up watching the Hills. That must right. be intimidating for her, but also it must be like, wow, I'm sharing the same dick with somebody I'm the same like, dick with KCAP. But yeah, so Kristen denied it, but I was reading, I can't even remember where I read it, but like all of the tea that's been going around about this, because that was a big, it left on a cliffhanger, but, um, Apparently they definitely did hook up and Kristen yeah. was like, you just can't tell anyone, obviously. And Craig, you know, on the show, just. And then Kristen know. Cavallari came out and goes, it didn't happen, which I'm like, yeah. okay, Kristen. Okay. Yeah. Um, like sure. Kristen. Yeah. Sure, you got, you're, you're, but you're, everyone thought it was Austin that she was. I thought it was totally Austin was too. Because, you know why? Because Madison, 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 I no, these girls fell on my dick, Madison. No, what are you yeah, talking so about? Because of Madison and Jay Cutler. So everyone's like, oh, they swapped. But now, you know, in hindsight, it totally makes sense that it was. You know bad. what it is? I, we should call it the. Um, and she DM'd him, apparently. Like, she slid into his DMs. It's like got to be like the, the Southern Charm extended universe or something. Because we also then get A-Rod, J-Lo, Ben Affleck. Everybody yeah. is tied into this one pop culture occurrence that all yeah. started with Kristen Cavallari on Austin's shoulders on Justin Anderson's live. And uh, we were all like, what the hell? And that started my real hatred of Austin. Cause I was like, what is going on? Like, when did we like, just cause like he's tall, we're just like celebrating at like mediocrity all of a sudden. Oh yeah, of course. But also did you catch that line Craig said to Paige in that conversation at the very end of she's like, so Kristen Cavallari and he goes, yeah, Austin was livid. He Austin was livid. I hooked up with her. He wanted to. And she's like, I wasn't asking that Craig I was asking. And she's like, he's like, yeah. oh, oh yeah. Um, but I yeah, love the fact was, that Austin like, was like shit about Austin. He was talking shit about Lindsay. Like 
who do you think you are, Craig? And like, fine, talk shit about Austin, but that's also your best friend. Like, he's I, so it kinda, it, That moment kind of shocked me because I have, I wouldn't necessarily call me a Craig stan but i've kind of like i kind of liked craig's vibe you've been a craig apologist you've been a i I have i know i I admit it and this kind of like goes oh gross like you literally just threw everybody under the bus to try to get your way and he was like i wouldn't have come here if it was gonna be like this then don't come here you saw his like don't come no one wants you craig his little quirky smile when he walked into the house knowing like hey i'm gonna be on tv again different show too he loves he shows up to giggly squad he's showing up to giggly squad podcast live shows oh cringe they're like on tour it's so cringe but wait why isn't hannah why isn't des like showing up to these things Des might be on his own. Des is filming his um his Netflix special. I heard. Oh, is he really? Che, che Diaz. Is oh, ordering. dude, Che Diaz. I I know a buddy that were is working on Che Diaz's new pilot. And Che Diaz, I, I like. There's like a thing called craft service, you guys, where you can go and get like snacks and stuff. Che Diaz got caught finger blasting two guys and two girls at the craft service tray and like a lot of the other cast member which included tony danza saw it next to the sub sandwiches yes that's the other thing too it's like a health violation they could have shut that whole set down it's called um um uh what is it called what's their um oh oh yeah play it as it (laughs) chase is the new sitcom title Chase and, your chase your dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Nor Che it forward. <laughs> <laughs> We're of course be, be it as it Che. Yeah. We're of course talking about the uh, uh the titular character Che Diaz from and just like that, the Sex in the City spinoff, which we had our final episode this week, the 10th episode. Did you watch the documentary on the making of and just like that? They have an hour and a half documentary on HBO no. Max. Yeah, nobody really knows okay, about it. I didn't know that existed. I'm going to go. They, okay, them and the Olympics advertising teams have been very much slacking because I didn't even know the Olympics were on. Oh, I, I found out the hard way last night. It was on TV. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I don't but know. Same, I, same. No one told me. Dude, when I was a kid, the Olympics used to be such a big deal. And now it just seems like it's something that's on TV every well, four Also, years. I think it A, has to do with the fact that it's COVID. in China, which yeah. a lot of, I think a lot of people are boycotting China, a lot of journalists and media, people yeah. from different countries. So that, and the fact they have not advertised it. And the freaking other Olympics were just on five minutes ago. The summer ones that got postponed. Yeah. So all of a sudden, like, no one cares. It's like really weird because I used to be obsessed with them too. But I was wondering when I was a kid, I was, was I so obsessed because it was like pre internet kind of for yeah, it's me? Like, like nothing else to do. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, All you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. 
Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket, and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50-80% to less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Guys, we'll be back to the show in just one second, but now is the time for my favorite part of the show when we talk about our sponsors, and we have two great ones today, and I love these two because they kind of fit hand in hand for me. Our first one is my favorite multivitamin company, and that is Ritual. Um... So I primarily, believe it or not, have a female audience. I take the male ritual multivitamin, but I want to tell you a little bit about the female essential multivitamin through ritual. So they say gaps in the diet shouldn't be ignored. Over 90%, uh, 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet and 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. Now, Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. So it's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. Uh, Ritual doesn't stop there, though. They invest in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results? Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43%, wow, and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. The clinical study was published in leading scientific journal Frontiers in Nutrition. I do not subscribe to that, but uh, it sounds like a great magazine. A published clinical study is a big deal and a serious commitment to a first-of-its-kind standard in the industry. 
Ritual is committed to third-party testing from USP and the non-GMO project, traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients, and always clear communication. There is no shady stuff, and that is why I feel comfortable telling you about it, because I actually do take this every day, and I like it. It actually, you know what, though? It's... You know, back when I was a kid, I wanted to take those Flintstone, Flintstone vitamins, and I love that I take a ritual vitamin every day, and I feel like a grown-up. I'm like, I've surpassed Flintstone vitamins, you guys. I am a ritual vitamin guy now. So this is my call to action with you. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Now, remember what I just said. You can see a change in just three months of doing this. Uh, that's something to definitely worth exploring. So visit ritual.com forward slash so bad and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com forward slash so bad. So that's great. And so that is about our overall health, right? Our, our body. But what about our mind? And this is where that next sponsor comes in. And our next sponsor is our friends at BetterHelp. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We talk about BetterHelp a lot on this show, and this month we're discussing some of the stigmas around mental health. I talk to you guys about this on my show so often because this has really turned into a cause that I passionately care about, not just for myself, but for others around me like you guys. Uh, we've been taught that mental health shouldn't be a part of normal life, and that is so, so wrong, you guys. We take care of our bodies with the gym. I, I mean, maybe I don't, but <laughs> the doctor uh, and nutrition. But we should be focusing on our minds just as much. Um, this is so personal to me because it's something that at one point when I was younger, I was against. I thought I could fix myself. I thought I didn't need anybody else. I thought... I could figure everything out. And the people at BetterHelp or anywhere, they're there because they can help. They want to help. We should be exercising our feelings, our minds, our emotions just as much as our muscles. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. So this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and so bad it's good listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash so bad. That's betterhel dot com slash so bad, and I will put that in the show notes as well. And now, you guys, back for the remaining portion of our show. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Flies-style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? 
the women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. Yeah, it was like, I remember it being a big deal, like a really big deal. And I now it kind of makes me sad. There was nothing else to do. Like now we can literally watch anything we want at any moment. Like before it was like, you could only yeah. watch what was on really. Yeah. Or, um, you know, okay. So I'll, and just like that was interesting. I also want to talk about um, Tom and Pammy. Did you watch it yet? Yeah, Tom and Pam, uh, Pam and Pam and Tom. What is it Pam called? And Pam Tom. and Tommy. It's on Hulu. It's a Hulu uh, limited series with Seth Rogen, Lily, uh, Lily James, Lily James, and Sebastian yeah, Stan. And the first three episodes are out there on Hulu right now, you guys. And I li- there's like a whole talking dog, like Tommy Lee's penis talks. It's like a character, and uh, I liked it. I didn't love it, but I, I'm really excited to see where it goes. It's eight yeah. episodes, I guess. We've se- I've seen three of them so far, and a lot of people really love it. I just kind of like it so far, but I'm really I'm gonna watch every episode. I I'm a big Seth Rogen fan, um, and I remember being around that time. But it is funny to watch something like this, and you just realize that Pam and Tommy themselves they really are more of symbols than their actual like you know. Tommy Lee's painted as a real douche in in oh this. Oh my god, he looks like such a douchebag in this. And apparently, neither of them wanted this. No, I, yeah, no. it was like an unauthorized show. But Wait, what do you think of it? it? I think it's pretty good. I'm like into it because I didn't really know the story behind how the sex tape. I was like too young to really even like hear. This wasn't even like on my radar because I was like three years old. But um, I'm so young. Oh my <laughs> god. I'm such a baby. But um. I think that it's crazy how much they look like them. Like the makeup team on that show killed it. They're going to sweep the Emmys along with Che Diaz's pilot. I read a, I read a whole article about the prosthetics they use for uh, Lily James's boobs. Oh yeah. The boobs. I was like, Oh my God. How did like, how? it's like, uh, but, but they, if I shit you not, you guys, it's a new prosthetic that is like, supposed to uh you know make the boob lie perfectly like a real boob move perfectly and you get to see full nude shots in this um so uh bro my fellows out there and it was uh but i know it's it's really good i uh, seth rogan it's hard because he's i don't know there's like a disconnect for me somewhere i don't know why but i'm excited to watch the the last five episodes and see if it kind of i don't know i think it's also it's really disorienting for me now to like live having lived through these pop culture experiences. And I'm like, fuck, we're at the place where we're making movies of these things. Like it it almost, it almost bums me out. Cause I'm like, we're at this point in my life where we're talking about things that I remember, like it was yesterday. Yeah. I remember that Pam Anderson nude video. Like it was yesterday. Yeah. Did you watch it when it came out? Of course. I'm an American. I had to watch it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, well, I just remember from what I remember about it, it was like on their honeymoon, I think. And there was like a boat trip or Lake Havasu or something. And it kind of, um, I, I, I remember, I think she gave him a blowjob in a car and, but it wasn't, it was like, it was like a, like a really, it was like a couple filming each other. It wasn't, pornography it was like them like celebrating their love celebrating their love yeah um wait should we circle back to and just like that because yes we gotta circle back yeah yeah um so i thought that the miranda the miranda storyline makes no sense to me because first of all 
I was also reading that Brady, I didn't realize they fudged Brady's age because Brady was supposed to be born in 2002. And so he would have been in his 20s already, not graduating the, high the school. Brady, the Brady truthers out there. So that, okay, well, whatever. Brady being such, like, a, I wanted to see more like Miranda being a mom to Brady. To uh, like, she, I mean, child. according to this show, she's not a mom. <laughs> yeah, I she's mean. not. Yeah, so that was just everything about Miranda's storyline was so weird. And the fact that she would, you know, not take this internship and that meant so much. And then also not be there for Carrie just so she can go out and be with Che. It just doesn't seem like something Miranda would have ever done. So Che's moving to LA, you guys, to make their pilot because they're like, Hollywood came calling, bitches. I'm making it, which is, it makes no sense. California they, girls. Yeah, they did like, they sang this, the Beach Boys song, California Girls, and it was just awkward and weird because, but I loved it. I love it. how I just sang the Katy Perry version. Yeah, no, it's like the Beach Boys version. But then Miranda makes the point of like, you didn't tell me you were leaving. And they were like, I want you to come. She go, They go, I'm a narcissist, but I want you to come with me. That just goes against that character. If you're a narcissist, you would be like, wait here. I'm going to go make my, by the way, pilots take like two weeks to film. Che doesn't, and well, how dare you give up on the podcast? Like the podcast, we, we, you're in New York, I'm in LA. Is this hard for you to do? Yeah, no. Che can call in. Che can call into their call-in radio podcast. No, but they have to do it in the studio so they can take their live callers. Yeah. Guys, we, we're going to take a live caller on this podcast right we're now. We're going to take recording. a live call right now. Beep. Yeah. Hey, Sophie. Uh, first time, long time. Uh, I wanted to mention, I think Che is very hot and I would love, <laughs> I would let Che poke around and I would be like, Che, do you see anything you like? Oh my God. What if we have live callers? And I'd I, be like, Andy way, Cohen, I'd be like Andy and watch what happens live. I'd be like, okay, what's your question? Oh, I went to Andy's Walk of Fame. Uh, oh, yeah, I saw. Fire. How was that? Well, a little bit of shamefulness. Because I went by myself and then I was just, I was standing next to this old dude who kept asking like, who's that? Who's that? You know? And, oh, oh my and it was like, it was like the ghost of Christmas future. I was like, oh my God, is this me in like 20 yeah. years? Just like, but yeah. I've lived in LA almost 20 years. I've never been to a Walk of Fame ceremony. John Mayer was there. Yeah, how was, Novak Mayer? was there. Oh, so great. He made a, actually a really good speech. He really, they, I mean, God, it's, he really loves, uh, they really love each other. It seems like, and They're good buddies, and good buddies. When they are good buddies. Ben and Ben is the Andy son is just so, so damn cute. cute. Oh my God. He is so, so cute. Um, yeah. wait, also last thing I'm going to say about, and just like that. Yeah. That. Rock sucks. <laughs> that's that's uh, Charlotte's get child. All the way to your they mitzvah, and you're like, wait, I actually don't know my Torah portion at all. You would never make it that far. And also, that is like the most fucked up thing a Jewish child after your parents plan this amazing party, and then you're like, actually, I don't know my Torah portion because I've been playing video games this whole time. Where was Harry? I don't think Harry would have let this happen. Dude, Harry was having to wash off that huge dong of his. Like, yeah, it's so hard. To, the maintenance on that thing is wild, probably. True, true. Well, no, but as, uh, you know, you're Jewish. What I've read about the Jewish faith, though, is 
what's kind of amazing about it is they want you to question everything. So I thought that's where it was. I thought we were going to get this message with rock of like, of Harry going, I'm proud of you rock because you are questioning things. I want you to continue this tradition. That is what the Jewish people, we question things. We, we look for knowledge, but it just became this dumb thing where rock said at the last possible minute. Yeah. That you they can't didn't believe do, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it's fine if that had happened before the they mitzvah. But when you're at the freaking service, ready to go, ready to go on the Bema. But I did think it was cute how it ended up being Charlotte's bot mitzvah. I thought that was like really cute. But yeah, rock and sucks. There's no excuse for that. I'm sorry. I, I think, uh, so we got the announcement this week that it was picked up for a season two, which, um, by I'm the excited. way, I'm gonna, I am too. I'm gonna by the way, that, that deal play. was put into place way before season one even started. You know, these people don't sign contracts. Like if Sarah Jessica was coming back, Sarah Jessica was coming back with a guarantee. But I do, you got to watch the documentary, Sophie, and you guys got to watch it because it shows how much thought and energy is put into this. And at the same time that you can still get it really wrong, but it, it works on this way that they don't mean it to work. Like it works as one of the, like, I cannot wait for season two. I can't like, and they probably will even find more of their footing, but this was such a weird comedy of errors that it became something more than just a bad show. It became right. a bad show that was so enjoyable to it watch and laugh at. So bad, it's good. I mean, tr- I mean, truly. And then did That's you see? That's how I described it because I always make fun of it, and then everyone's like, "Wait, why do you watch it if you're always making fun of it?" And I'm like, "It is literally so bad, it's good. It really also, is." The podcast guy, you called it. Told so very Carrie and the podcast guy, but also, what happened to the personal trainer? I don't know. I mean, like, there's so many holes that I I just thought I was so comforted that the podcast they kissed at the very end because I was scared that that was just another ignored thing and that they were just really sloppy in their storytelling. So maybe that person will come back in season two. Sarah Ramirez, who plays Che Diaz, um, finally uh, was interviewed in the New York Times this week uh, responding to the Che Diaz backlash. This is great, you guys. I'm very aware of the hate that exists online. The They, Ramirez identifies as non-binary, told the New York Times. But I have to protect my own mental health and my own artistry. And that's way more important to me because I'm a real human being. I'm really proud of the representation that we've created. We have built a character who is human being, who is imperfect, who's complex, who is not here to be liked, who's not here for anybody's approval. They're here to be themselves. Okay. Yeah, I saw that. It's like, and I saw that Sarah Ramirez also like acknowledged the joke and was like, hey, it's Chase well, on Twitter, which I liked. They just did that today. But for me, Sophie, I was like, oh, you're weeks too late, Sarah. You play Che Diaz. And now you're like, hey, guys, I get the joke. But Sarah doesn't get the joke because Sarah commented in the New York Times how hate online. I'm like, it's not just hate online. Like, we're loving it. Like, we're this is an acceptable form of art if we still love it. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. I wouldn't say, yeah, I wouldn't say it's hate. I think that, and I think that people are being, some people are over the top being like, Che Diaz ruined my favorite no. show. It's like, it's not that deep. Just enjoy it. Laugh yes. at it. Like, yeah. Oh, um, and the other, uh, the other thing that I found hysterical, but and just like that, is the Kim Cattrall Samantha role. Samantha now lives in Carrie's phone. 
it's and like she ju- it's back like, right away. Oh, it's like Jamal and Giselle uh, from Potomac. Like, I love the fact that next season, Kim Samantha will still be a part of the show, but just in the like, I love that. Like, Samantha fully exists. They're just never going to show her. It's all just going to be through text messaging. Yeah, and the fact that she texts back right away, like Samantha's AI at this point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally. And I love how she was like, I'm in Paris. Want to get a cocktail? And she's like, tomorrow. And now we're just not going to see it. No. And and there was another scene after that. And we didn't even talk about how that went. Yeah. Um, okay. So I just got sent the, the one, the one guy that Lala is supposedly dating. It's a guy named Josh Stroh. Oh, Oh, but I wow. thought it was another guy, so I'm I'm gonna ask about that. Definitely but definitely does not look anything like Rand. No, this guy has a strong chin. It's a yeah, strong chin, strong jawline going on. Um, okay, so and just like that, great. Um, oh, so apparently that wasn't the guy. The guy that I thought Marissa says. Okay, well, so that is supposedly the guy. Uh, Tom Sandoval, Charlie Burnett had a birthday party this week in a euphoria themed birthday party. Tom Sandoval nails the costume of Cal Jacobs. You're watching euphoria, right? He dressed up as Cal Jacobs from last week's episode when Cal came out to his family drunkenly with a bandage and a, you know, the, the family photo, everything, which by the way, euphoria also got picked up for season three. Uh, two days ago, um, if you are big euphoria heads, but I thought that was, I thought that was classic that Sandoval dressed like that. I mean, just I know uh, I loved that. I thought it was hilarious, but yeah, euphoria it's only been how many episodes since euphoria started this season. And I, it's almost over. There's only eight episodes this season. Oh, good. I, okay, good. There's only so much I can take. It's just such a, it's a mentally taxing show to watch. It is. That's why it's like so weird that it's on Sunday night. You're like getting ready for the week. And then I always just get like fucking like, oh, like I'm, I'm Jonesy. I know you're Jonesing. Jonesing for some youths, euphoria. (laughs) Jonesing for some youths. Youths. Um, We've got big Real Housewives of Beverly Hills news. Uh, EJ Global, you guys, is oh God, in trouble that. with the California Franchise State Tax Board for not paying taxes. So they are not, uh, they are, for all intents and purposes, shut down uh, as a business. Good. EJ Global is potentially going to be no longer because Erica thought it was all right to not pay taxes. Yeah, as a scammer would. Uh, yeah, so they've been suspended by the Franchise Tax Board. Um, and this, I saw also that, oh, sorry, keep going. No, no, I didn't, this, this, in the post by Bravo Snark side, they said this is the entity that received over 25 million from her husband's former law firm. Erica owns a hundred percent of this entity. It was filed on her joint tax returns with Tom for many years. Uh, the California franchise tax board declared this was not a business for profit, but was simply a business where they improperly used it for what are called lifestyle expenses, which in turn gave Erica and Tom improper tax deductions on their joint tax return. Erica signed all of her tax returns with Tom and has publicly said she read her tax returns. She was also represented by counsel at the federal tax bureau tax audit. What an idiot. She's such a freaking idiot. I'm so glad her whole house of cards is shattering. Even though she like thought she was going to get her little redemption arc, it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Oh, I know, but I don't I think we're far from 
rid of Erica Jane. Oh, no, we're not. I mean, season the next season that they have already filmed hasn't even, you know, premiered yet. So she's going to be back in our consciousness every single week. But I also saw that apparently a pair of like diamond earrings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is what we were $750,000 earrings. She wore an right. Aspen last week. Right. And they were like, huh? Yeah, we'll take those. We'll take those for the victims. I played a clip Garcelle talking on the reel. I played it on the podcast last Monday is that Garcelle and the the co-host talked about that and said, she just needs to give them back. Like it's not about being guilty or innocent. Those were bought by improper money. Give them back. Exactly. And so she did. So they ruled, they ruled she has to give them back. Yeah, exactly. I'm so annoyed at all the people that are like, but she didn't know. I'm like, it doesn't freaking matter. She's wearing the victim's money, knowing that it belongs to the victims. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Weapons and the widows. So, uh, and the, by the way, Beverly Hills seems to be full in full production. And also really, you're seeing a lot of them in costumes lately, a lot of big production pieces. They must be putting a lot of money into this scene from all the costumes I see all these ladies in lately. Oh God, I don't, I'm excited, but I'm just like, Lisa Rinna, go away. Oh my God. Watch seeing her in person at Andy's, like it was chilling. And Garcelle is so beautiful in person, you guys. But Lisa, it's like, I don't, it's like somebody that's like frozen. It's, it is so Hollywood seeing her. Like, oh, I'm so thinking about it. Oh, so weird. And just this, I don't know, but also, I'd like to congratulate uh, uh, a reality show called Big Brother. Big Brother uh, <laughs> on CBS. They did something so amazing, and they really gauged the temperature of the nation in mm. that they kicked Freddie Mellencamp uh, off of the show. Like she was the first one to get kicked off. Freddie Mellencamp went on to Big Brother, you guys, and Freddie got kicked off immediately at the first uh, dismissal. Maritza has been trying to explain big brother to me and how it works, but she said that she was too much of a threat, I guess. So she says, it's a compliment. I was kicked up first because they saw that I was such a big threat, which is, I love the things that we tell ourselves to get by. Yeah. I know. It's like, if that's what helps you sleep at night, Freddie. Yeah. But But wait, how does big brother work again? They vote each other. They vote someone off. Yeah. Like they, they, they put it, I think they're up on the block and it's like between two people and they vote, you know, one of is them this off. Is this a different one than Lamar Odom is on? No, you guys, which is my next story. Lamar Odom is on this same big brother. And, and he shit, didn't he shit his bed? Lamar Odom did shit his bed overnight at the big brother house. And like on accident or did he like squat? No, it was on accident. He oh. had shit his pants and he had to shower off and clean oh, up. And he no. said he had a nervous stomach. And um, That's sad. yeah, it really is. It really is sad. Like, um, and he's taught, he thought Chloe was going to be in the big brother house. And that's, he said that was one of the reasons he took it, which I'm like, dude, are you okay? Chloe? I mean, like, Chloe was going like, to be, Chloe's unsafe. not going to be in the big you brother house, dude. Can you imagine if I would have loved? Yeah, no, it'd been amazing, but that would have been the funniest career move of all time. But that's never happened because they will never go on another show where they can't control the filters. No, not at all. And and Chloe doesn't, Chloe doesn't need the money. Chloe doesn't need the hassle. Chloe doesn't want to, you know, like there's just no way that ever, ever that will happen, but it would, it would have been fun. Um, yeah. let's see. Uh, oh, 
uh, Kathy Hilton, you guys, and, and back to Real Houses of Beverly Hills, Kathy Hilton posted late night one night to Rick, her husband, of like, get me out of here. It's crazy here on because she communicates over Instagram. She clarified on an IG live saying she didn't yell at any of the staff like it was rumored. Um, Kyle doesn't even have a staff. She was commenting on Rick's post on Instagram because he's always on his iPad and she knew he would see it. She said there was fighting in the house, but it wasn't because of her. If everybody, you know, that's just, you know, got it? Yeah. <laughs> um, as we start winding down here, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City had another batshit crazy episode last week. What was your feelings on it? Were you, any thoughts? Ooh, um, wait, what happened again on, it was so, it was a week ago. Um, Mary, it's more of the Mary, it's more of the, the, remember Meredith, remember it's the hot mic moment. Lisa Barlow was like, she's a fucking whore. She slept with half of New York. Lisa Barlow's hot mic moment. Yes. The hot mic moment was so epic. So I, epic. And you know that Lisa and Meredith right now, and it's funny because Meredith has been kind of like saying cryptic things. And was she on, she was the one on Watch What Happens Live last week. Yeah. And Lisa has not reacted to Meredith at all, but it's very well, clear that they're no longer friends. Yeah. And I at this point, Lisa has ruined all of her friendships with all of these people that she's brought on the show. I was looking at the Instagram statistics of all these ladies. I'm shocked that Lisa Barlow is as low, uh, is as, low as she is, but it really does make you for the greater public. It seems like Lisa Barlow is an acquired taste to some people. I, I love Lisa Barlow. I, I do, but in a, a batshit way, like I love her in that she does react that viciously. And by the way, Meredith Marks is coming off as super kooky. I, yeah, that's, that's for sure. Like Meredith is like on something like definitely on something. Love but, you, baby. Uh, bye. Love you, baby. Bye. That's Love you, baby. Love you, baby. Bye. But um, Lisa, I love because she's like, she thinks she's in on the joke, but she's like not that much. Like everyone is kind of laughing at her all the time because she's like so unintentionally funny. I think the key to a good housewife, honestly, is being like unintentionally funny. And I think that's why despite the, the hate that she gets, I think Shannon Bedore is such a good housewife because she is so unintentionally hilarious. Yeah. But it is one of those things where I, I, I we got to be nearing the end of the season because I am like, I can't take much. I feel like we've been in the season for like years now because it has been so weird and so many different directions. And then this week, you guys, we had supposedly an official state official word that Mary Cosby is definitely not coming back for season three, which then Mary, then Cos Mary, then Mary Cosby on Twitter goes, this is not true. What are you talking about? Maybe, did they not tell her? That's my thought. My thought is they decided my it. thought is production decided she's no longer a part of it. And they just haven't fully communicated that to her. That's so embarrassing. Like she found out the news through the news and she didn't know yet. So she's like Mary being crazy instead of like taking a hint and being like, oh, I'm actually fired because production clearly made this decision because it's all over the news and these very official publications. She's like, that's not true. Like Mary, take a hint. And I will say with this, I, this is really stuck in my craw just because I would say, you know, we were just talking about what an epic hot mic moment that is from Lisa Barlow. And I said this before, earlier in the week with like Carlos King, the executive producer of Real Housewives of Atlanta and all that and said, that's not epic. It would have been epic if she did that in Meredith's face. And 
he's right in a way. But what I want to encourage everybody to do, as, as much as we love this stuff, let other people love stuff. Let other people love stuff that you might not have loved. Let other people call something epic, even if you didn't think it was epic yourself. It's okay. Everybody can have their own thing. I mean, like, I think that it was very, you know, the hot mic moment. I thought it was extra dramatic. We see yeah. all we see all of these fights where they're saying shit directly to each other's faces, but I thought it was extra dramatic that she is one way to Meredith's face and then behind her back. Like that is what's interesting about it is that, you know, their friendship isn't as strong as they try to make it seem like it is on camera. It was excellent character development. It was, it was because you really see how she really feels. And Meredith probably didn't realize that that's how her friend really feels. And Meredith, and I know a lot of people are like, she knew that she had the mic on. I'm like, I don't think she did because I don't think that Lisa, like, like I said, I don't think that Lisa like fully real. She has no self-awareness. I think Lisa was livid. And I don't think she was doing a lot of thinking in that moment. Right. It sounded like she was saying, it's like that stuff that you say out of anger when it's like the stuff that you know, that you're like sometimes thinking that's brewing, but you would never say out loud because you know it's like horrible but when someone really pissed I can think of a specific example of when one of my friends like really pissed me off and I said like the meanest things to my other friend and I was like that was so in the moment and I was saying the things that I like have been you know what I mean like yeah, yeah. That, I thought it was fascinating so yeah it I cracks thought, me I it cracks it me up but it cracks me up that Jen Shaw is looking good in this season. Like Jen Shaw is like in any other season. Like it's just hysterical right? that we like it is hysterical. Like Jen Shaw is not starting to look smart, but you can you can make a case that like wow, Jen really it was a good idea for her to keep filming because all these other ladies are looking bad and like Jen is like sidestepping half of the drama that's actually going on with her, which is just I so think, weird. Yeah, if Jen hadn't gotten arrested or whatever, I think she and I mean her plan probably after season one because people did not like Jen after season one at all so she already wasn't a fan favorite then she got arrested but I think that she was already going into season two trying to kind of change her demeanor to become what she thought would become a fan favorite and I can tell that she's like I can I can tell that she's trying to get the fans on her side she knows how it works she wants to be a housewife she like very much wants to stay a housewife before she goes to prison so yeah I can see how she is really playing into like you know keeping keeping calm but also having like you know the freak out moments that are good tv but also like having some good like humorous like one-liners like I can see what she's trying to do and it's working yeah um I will say there are moments like when she was like screaming in Meredith's face I'm like she's she's acting like I don't I don't doubt that she's angry and full of emotion, but like, I can still feel that she's like acting. Yeah. Like yeah. I just, I can just see through Jen. Like I just see through her. Like yeah, I, yeah, I she, saw her through first season. It was like that exactly. thing of like, I would never want, like even aside from the criminal activity, I would never want somebody to speak with to me. Like the way that Jen screams at her supposed best friends. Yeah. No, the way that she speaks to people is like not okay. Um, but I'm also just, the, People saying that Lisa Barlow, Mike, was not a good moment. I want to say this is that I am now on season three of Yellowstone, and it is one of the worst shows that I personally have ever seen. 
So should I, I not watch it? Why no, no, it? no. I say watch. I can't stop watching, but I will say it's ridiculous. And all of you women that have steered me towards Yellowstone, you, once again, I want to point out how horny you are. You are so horny for these cowboys and you failed to mention that that was one of the main reasons, but it's ridiculous. It's hysterical. There's a moment that I just watched in season three where this guy, Casey, is having sex with his wife out in the, the, the field or whatever, for some reason. And then a wolf comes up to them at night and, and she's like, Oh, Casey, look, look. And uh, she's like, what do we do? And he's like, and then Casey's like, let the, let the wolf watch if he wants. And I was like, what the hell is going to have a show? I'm like, what is the point of this? That a wolf's a pervert? Like, okay. I want to watch it now. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like, I would, it is so, and you guys, like at least four people die every episode in this small town. It is, the death rate in Yellowstone has, is off the charts. Like the fact, people alive. Oh, I'm shot. I, I, I'm not on the last season yet, but I imagine the last season is only like three people in the town. Okay. I need to watch this. Show. Oh, it's ridiculous. Um, okay. We're going to close out with uh, the one last Kanye thing because Kim said, um, I guess Kim accused Kanye or somebody accused Kanye from Kim's camp that Kanye had put a hitman out on Kim. Now that's not from Kim, but somebody from Kim's camp, Kanye said, which take that with a grain of salt. But Kanye also posted a message from one of Kim's cousins reaching out to Kanye over text message and saying, Hey, you know, uh, I'm willing to give my thoughts on TikTok." and you see Kanye responding. Don't want to talk about it no more. And then this is what the, then the lady kind of talks about trying to get Yeezys for his son. And yes, uh, I saw that. And Kanye said, I don't want to talk about Yeezys no more. And, you know, listen, that's the, that's the shitty thing about being a celebrity. Like you're going like, this is like, it, it's gotta be, that's gotta be the bad part of celebrity. Like even like the little success I have, I have people asking me for things. I'm sure you've had people asking you for things. And I'm sure it is a billion times uh, worse when you're Kim and Kanye, but I just thought that was funny is that he's getting even people hitting up on dramatic situations of, can I get, can I get Yeezys? That actually is so true. And so funny. It's like, I'm not, yeah, I don't even have like clout or power really, but, but you still get asked for favors. I'm sure. Yeah. There was, I'm thinking of this one girl that like, I thought wanted to be my friend. Like she started like, like we kind of knew each other in the past. Um, but we're never like friends. And then she like started really hitting me up all the time, like wanting to hang out and like wanting to be my friend. And I was like, oh, that's really awesome. She seems cool. Like I'm honored. And then she, I realized that it was because she had a podcast that she wanted me to yeah. like promote. And I was yeah, like, yeah. okay, never mind. Um, and the last thing is Azalea Banks, you guys. Azalea Banks released a statement on her Instagram. Did you read this already? <laughs> Oh, wait, no. Okay, I saw Azalea. I saw people tweeting about her earlier and I was like, I need to see what she's up to because she definitely is up to something. I need to go look. So Azalea's had a lot of opinions on Kanye for a long time, but Azalea, and Azalea's friendly with Julia Fox and all of this. So this was a, a Twitter account named Rap Talk says, it's men's mental health matters until that man is Kanye West, in which case it's whatever makes headlines. Today alone, we've seen that he's not allowed to edit his own documentary, giving him zero control over his own narrative on something about him, then condemnation of his parenting because he doesn't want his eight-year-old daughter on TikTok. Make it make sense. Now, Azalea wrote back to this on Instagram Y'all are making way too many excuses for Kanye. This is the second time he has publicly bullied Northwest. 
first with the abortion shit and now putting her on blast on his Instagram page as if she is some sort of criminal. Kanye had no problem with that magazine cover where North had on a fucking belly top and purple eyeliner with her little bud showing through the shirt. He thought it was fashion. You all said nothing. Aside from the fact that he's making it his business to try and wreck the mental health of the only person around to care for his children, their mother, while he gallivants the streets with dirty industry interns, druggy slut bags, eating dirty steaks at lay dive bars. And it's clearly is clear. This is and is clearly having rapid opioid heroin come down withdrawal type outbursts. You all want to call it a mental health issue. I have never once seen Kanye have this much smoke for any of his male adversaries. This is pussy ass deadbeat abusive black man shit. And all you N words trying to keep the cycle of plantation style shaming and embarrassing Young black children for being kids are what the fuck is wrong with this toxic ass culture trying to accuse a mother of kidnapping her own child was Chicago supposed to be hanging out with him and Julia's horrible cool sculpting while they get drunk and high so Julia can blow bait pin smoke in Chicago's face. Maybe North is looking for a fun escape because she has to look online and see her dumbass dad always talking shit about her mother and when Kim won't give him the attention he begs for her. He begs for her. He turns his anger on her by posting her picture to his Instagram talking about, quote, his will as if she is a fucking piece of property and not a young black girl just trying to be happy. For fuck's sake, Kanye West is an abusive psychopath. It's beyond mental illness. Stop trying to help him and start trying to help the poor child that he keeps on trying to embarrass and abuse publicly to garner sympathy for his ashy ass. End a quote. poet. A poet. But wild. Isn't that... I mean, but also she made, she made some points. Yeah. Made points, made points for sure. Yeah. Very, I mean, kind of similar to what, you know, we were saying earlier. Yeah. I don't know. So I thought it was important for you guys to hear that uh, because the narrative also is out there. Kanye's right about the TikTok thing. Guess what? Two things can be true at the same time. And also if you're worried about your child, stop posting your child's picture on your Instagram bashing her mother underneath uh and by the way and i want to also point out i don't like to stick up for kim kardashian but kim has not publicly bad mouthed kanye yeah no she hasn't she made that statement and that was kind of the first time that she had you know she's been taking the high road this whole the time. last time she actually made a personal statement about kanye was after the abortion comment about north and kim put out a statement talking about Kanye's mental health and talking about, you know, he is so special and so loved. And that's why I don't like to talk publicly about this. And, you know, she said a lot of you have relatives or you yourself have mental health issues and you know what this is like, you know, and, and uh, I don't know. So anyways, I'll leave that with you. Uh, anything going on this week besides the Super Bowl? Any, anything that we yes, need to be exciting stuff? Oh, I'm... is the sub stack happening? Final... I'm yeah. I'm so sorry, guys. This has been like a crazy, crazy past few weeks, but yes, finally this week I will be launching my sub stack. I'm really excited. Yes. This is the last time I'm going to be like, it's coming this time next week. I'm going to be like, it's here. Sign up for it. So, so you guys keep a lookout on my Instagram this week. I will put a swipe up link to her Substack the minute it gets out. And then we will talk about it on the next episode. And uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, thank you so much, Sophie. And thank you guys. I hope you guys have the best week ever. Let me know if I can help. And uh, yeah, just follow Sophie. Yay. <laughs> Yay. You guys. Go Bengals. Today, go Bengals! Betches.